When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's happening, man? Mr. Go-Off, man, Kettle the Goat. And I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. All right, so we got Kato jumping off the porch with us today. How you feeling, man? Feeling good, man. Feeling great, actually. You feel me? It's my first time out here. First time in Atlanta, really? Yeah. Okay. What do you think so far, man? I know you've probably only been out here a few hours, though, huh? I mean, I like it so far. Yeah. You've been to the strip club already. <laughs> Which one you hit? I think it was called like platinum or something like that. Okay, yeah, no, that's a good one right there, man. Yeah, man. Did the, the club differ much here from back at home, or is it pretty much the same shit happening? See, back at home, we don't really got strip clubs and stuff like that. Like, oh, really? We got like little after-hour places and stuff like that, but we don't really got no clubs and stuff like that back home. Oh, shit. So did you act up, or? <laughs> no, we just went to go get some food, talk for a minute, politic talk. I dig that, man. So go ahead and introduce who else you got sitting on the porch with you today too, man. This right here is my big brother slash manager, J-Dub, Y-O-T-T. That's my other big brother slash manager, Twist, you feel me? Sierra Twist, Cream Savers, you know. I'm Kato, Mr. Go-Off. Yes, sir, man. You know? Go-Off going crazy right now too, man. So we're going to talk about that in a minute, but... uh. Right now, talk to us about Oakland, man. What's going on out there? Talk to us about the culture. Because we don't get too many people from the Bay to sit on the porch, man. We've only had like a handful. Well, stuff. like, my end of Oakland is West Oakland, you know, Acorn Projects. We really don't get this much recognition. So for, for you know, it's, it's a good feeling. Like, so back home, I ain't really been back home like that. Like, mm. I've been in New York, so I really don't know what's going on currently back home, but I know our, 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 our our history of Oakland, it's, it, it, it goes on a long way, like yeah. a very long way. It's like, and I, I'm around a lot of people that's a part of our history, you know? So, yeah. I got you. So what was your childhood like? Like, what were you into as a kid coming up, man? Mm, one thing about me, I was never no bad kid. Like, I was a bad kid, but I was never like one of those kids that was like, oh, don't, you, you can't be around him or, you, I, I was just always the kid that just ran my mouth all the time, got in trouble. I never listened, but I had I had a good childhood. I'm not gonna sit here and fake it like I just had a, a badass struggle like any like you know. I struggled on my own when I when I decided to leave home, but I always had my mom, I always had my step pops. 
I lived in the trenches though, but yeah, I ain't never really had no horrible ass lifestyle. As a kid, anything I went through was on my own. So how old were you when you moved out then? Um, well shit, I, I, I'm not gonna say moved out. I stopped answering the phone for my mama <laughs> at 16. Okay. I, I just went back to the hood. We was living in Sacramento. I started getting tired of just like hearing yelling, that getting yelled at and all that. I just got tired of that. So I just went to the hood and just was down there. I mean, I'd still go back home, but it wasn't frequently like that. Hmm. I, it'd be days like for like two, three days, I just won't answer the phone for my mom at all. Like I'm tired, I'm not doing, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So. Did but you end up finishing school or? Just yeah, the- yeah, I graduated, I graduated, I okay. graduated, I graduated. I went to like like two, three high schools, but I graduated for sure though. I graduated. All right, so did you go to college or think about going to college then? Um, no, I ain't go to college, but shit. I, it, was always, it, was, it was always kind of an idea because my mom always kept it in my head, you know? But college was like, I'll probably go to college soon though to learn more business and stuff. Okay, yeah. So how old were you when you first jumped off the porch then? 16, 17. Probably 16 going on 17. Yeah. 16 going on 17 for sure. Did you have much guidance out there at the time? Or? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I had my big brother Twist on my side. I had um, J-Dub from time to time because he was in and out of the hood, you know, doing his own thing. But I always, always stayed around the older older guys. Like when I officially did start being in the street, I always stayed around the older guys and, and, and played SpongeBob and soaked up all their game, and, you know. Made sure I was always sharp at everything that I wanted to do. Yeah, I dig that. So uh, what's been one of the biggest life lessons you had to learn in your life so far? Don't believe everybody. Don't trust everybody. Um, Always steady yourself when you feel like you do. When When you feel like you need to steady yourself, steady yourself. Like, don't push it. You know, don't try to push relationships with people that don't need to be pushed. Um, shit, all type of stuff, man. Yeah. And what's been one of the biggest obstacles you had to overcome to make it out of Oakland then? Shit, leaving the hood. That was probably the hardest thing ever. Cause I still be having, like, you know, relapses and stuff where I want to go back. But I be having to stay strong, you know, do what I'm doing and keep working, like, so. But that's probably, the, that's probably my biggest challenge, leaving yeah. the hood. Okay. Because it's like it's nothing down there, but when you're so sucked into it, it feel like that's the only place you can be, like, you know? Especially when that's all you know, too. And that's where everyone you know is at, too, man. Absolutely. But once I finally seen the outside, I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to ever go back. Like, you know? Can't never forget where you came from, but I don't want to ever go back, though. For sure, man. So how'd you get into making music? How old were you at first? Well, music and like wordplay was always a part of my life, cause my mom, my mom is a award-winning poet, hmm. so she she throws her own shows. She goes to every open mic. She runs, you know, she she she, she always made me watch her practice her poetry. So once I turned like nine, my stepfather. Can't, cause I didn't know my step. I had a stepfather. I didn't know he rapped at first. And then he finally showed me a CD when I was like nine. He was doing like gospel rap and stuff. But he was, I wasn't into gospel rap, but he was always telling me like, if you, rap, if you freestyle without writing, 
all the way up to when you 15 and up, you're gonna be the rawest out. Like you're gonna you're gonna be the best. Like you, you and I just been like since I was little, I turn on any beat, like Jay Z type beat, any type of beat, you know, and just go. Even if I can't catch a flow, I've been just keep going, even if I'm mumbling or anything. So I just always like always had that type of influence in my life. Yeah. From my parents for sure. That was a big influence. I got you. So who'd you grow up listening to? Like who were some of your favorite artists? Growing up, um, once again, my step pops, he always, well not, not, that wasn't my favorite artist, but he always made me listen to the oldies, like, you know, old music, like old singing songs and stuff like that. He used to be like, I bet you can't, I, I bet you can't sing this note better than me. I bet you can't do this, I bet, you know, and challenge me. So I would just really listen to a lot of old school singing, not a lot of old school rap. Like, you know, but, um, shit, my manager, I was listening to him. Um, I was listening to a lot of people in my hood. Um, and like I said, I've been rapping since I was little, so I was also, also listening to myself. Okay. So when did you start to hit the studio and like start releasing your music then? Well, me and my god brother, we recorded a studio app on our, on our phones. And we used to bring it, uh, not even a studio app, it was SoundCloud. We, 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 used to, we took the little um, the voice recorder on SoundCloud and got a big speaker, put the phone on top of the speaker and just wrapped <laughs> off it like that and we was dropping songs like that. Oh, but shit. people was actually listening to it, like people at our schools, we were showing people at our schools, we were showing our teachers, they was actually listening to it. And then when I got in high school, um, I was going to a charter school. They didn't have no, no music programs or nothing, but I was always, I always had a friend that made beats um, named Herb, Herb on a beat. He always made beats and we'd be in the, um, we'd be in the cafeteria and he'd have a piano and he'd have two headphones for me and him and he'd just make a beat at lunch. Like we'd do this every day. Like, and I'd just rap to him just so he can catch his, you know, catch his vibe on his beat. So then when I finally left that school, I went to a school called Fremont High. Um, they had, um, studio in the basement. I'm like, oh yeah. Baby. It's on. <laughs> yeah, it's on. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's on. It's on and popping. Give you a good reason to go to yeah. school, too. Yeah, but at the same reason, I mean, at the same time, I was doing stuff like staying home till lunch and then come six period just to get to the studio, like <laughs> just so it won't look like I wasn't at school or I, I come in the middle of the day or come late just so I can get, or just come after school and don't even come to school at all, like type stuff. But I was, all, I graduated high school, so I was always going to school, had good grades and stuff. Like days I wasn't coming to school, I was picking up my work and stuff. So, but I was never like, once I heard it was a studio at school, I'm like, shit, this is all I'm coming to school for. Yeah. That's all I'm finna come to school for. I feel that. Um, Baby Kane, that was a group of you guys, or? Yes. Okay, yes. so how did that form? When did that form? Were you, st you guys still in school, or? Um, yeah, actually, it's so crazy how it formed, because I was rapping by myself. My little brother, Jose, was rapping by, everybody was rapping by themselves, you know? Then one day, we was sitting in the house, and my little brother, he like, like, um, like, um, I got this song, I'm finna go to the studio, I got this new studio, I'm finna go record it. So he say the part for me, 
And I'm like, ooh, okay, let me get on that. Now it's just, now it's me and him. Then another nigga come in the house. We like, we about to go do this song. He's like, let me get on that. So now it's three people. Then we put a fourth person on there. We go to the studio, record it. Uh, that was probably like my first 100,000 views. Oh, really? 2019, it was probably my first like few hundred thousand. And then we did another song with four more people. I mean, we did another song with four people on it, which was the same three, but we added an extra person and took off the other person. But those was my first songs that I got a, a few hundred thousand off. But yeah, Baby Kane, we was a group and that's how we started off. And then it was, it's not even really like a split up thing. We just started rapping on doing, doing our own thing. Like, yeah. I got you, man. So talk to us about the music scene out in Oakland, man. What's going on out there? The music scene out of Oakland. Music scene out of Oakland, man, that's a good question, man. Cause it's, it, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of different like, things you could say about the music scene in Oakland. Like, for one, like, it's, it, it's different styles, but it's not different styles. Like, you know, everybody might be rapping off the same beat. I mean, everybody might be rapping off different beats, but with the same flow. Or they might be rapping on the same beat, but saying the same words as the next person over here. Like, you know? So it's like, once, once somebody influenced one style in, in Oakland, everybody's gonna run with it. And that, that it's gonna go for a minute to where it get old, like, you know? So that's where I just came in and just tried to switch it all up. I, 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 I tried to change the sound and, and I, that's what I'm doing right now, so. How would you say you changed the sound then? What were you bringing that was different? Just by the versatility of being able to do both and doing anything, like any type of thing, from, from a, a table tap beat to a, a Dale beat or, you know, whatever. Like, it don't matter. Like, just being able to do that and come out of my comfort zone, that's different. That's the different part. Yeah. All right, so kind of to just talk about the impact and influence the Bay Area's had on the culture and on the rap game, too. Um, well, one thing, a lot of people still think we're stuck in this thing called the hyphy movement. So, like I said, a lot of us is coming out the woodworks trying to change that. You know, I'm not going to just say me because there's a lot of people out there, out there that, that, that's working and changing the wave and doing stuff like that. But for... One thing, the hyphy movement is not what people think it is. Like, the Bay Area is different. People still look at us like we got the hyphy movement because there's a lot of people that still rapping like that. Like, you know? But the Bay Area culture is, 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 is changing for sure. It's changing. It's changing to a whole different category. All right, so let's talk about go off, man. So let's talk about let, it, first. Let's talk about the creative process. How did this whole song come about, man? So I went to my I, me. It was me, my little brother Rose once again, um, and my other my my other uh, little brother Mees. We went to the studio. We were just in the studio. When we go to the studio, when we used to go to that studio, we used to piece up on sessions. So we used to do okay. You get two hours. I get two hours. He get two hours. So my little brother going, he rapping, he rapping. On the last song, he like he look up a beat, but he like, I don't like the beat. He like, I don't like this beat. It was the golf beat. Really? He like, I don't like this beat. I'm like, what? You don't like this beat? What's wrong? We don't like What'd you this think beat. when you heard it then? Go off. <laughs> I thought to go off. That's exactly what I thought. So he like, 
He like, so he just sitting there. We just listening to the beat for a minute. I'm trying to get him to like it though. He like, all right, cause McDonald's around the corner. He like, I'm finna go to McDonald's, right? So when he get up and go, I get up and get in the booth. I'm like, shit, he don't like the beat. I'm not finna keep playing. I'm finna get on here and just go. So I get in there and mind you, I didn't write any of that. Like I just went, I just went in there off the head, just went. So I just went in there and went crazy. Then I just threw my other boy on there. He went crazy. And then when my little brother finally came back, he like, whoa. Nah, hell no, nah, y'all didn't just make this song that fast. We made that song like 10 minutes, literally. Really? Like 10 minutes. But we wasn't, we, that song was in the inventory, in our inventory, in our phones, like in our notes for months before we even ever thought about shooting a video or anything. We had to, I had to go to Miami with my manager and play that song 17,000 times in the car <laughs> just to, for everybody, just for me to be like, we dropping this. <laughs> we finna do something with this. Yeah. Cause I started seeing like, oh yeah, they like this song. They like this, we finna do something with this. Where'd you guys get the beat from? Was it off of YouTube? Was it off of Beatside? Was it sent to you guys? It or? was actually off YouTube, but we ended up getting in touch with the guy that made the beat. Okay. Yeah, because that sample is fucking crazy on there, bro. So um, you guys went ahead and just shot the video and put it out? Did you put out the audio first? Did you tease it a little bit? or? I actually... I shot the video without nobody even really knowing. Like, <laughs> really? We went... We went we went to um, to the hood for like this thing we had called um, Hood Day. Boop. We went out there, cause I was in New York at first and we were just, like I said, we was traveling, we was going places, just listening to the song. I'm like, all right. So everybody, everybody left, it started getting dry. I'm like, you know what? I'm about to shoot this video. I'm about to, I'm about to just shake it up. I'm about to shoot this video. And I, st I just gathered everybody that was around. So it was like a real party where you guys shot this? Yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. No, it wasn't even, you said like a party? Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't even like that. It was just like, I was at home, everybody was hanging out. It was like a regular day in the hood. Like, and it was, it was enough people outside for me to be like, I'm about to shoot this video. Okay. But yeah, I just, it wasn't really a thought process to any of the whole song. It was just, I was, I was just making it happen. Yeah. I was just doing it. So you dropped the video, does it take off right away? Does it take a minute for it to get some traction? Or? Nah, it took off right away. As soon as I, I posted it, I said I need a thousand comments, they gave me 1,500. Oh, shit. I said, oh yeah, I'm about to drop this. <laughs> then I got like 10,000 views on YouTube in a day. Then it started going, going, going. Then I had 200,000 in a month. Now, if you look at it, it's like 600, 700,000 almost, like, you know? Yeah, in what, two months, right? Two months, yeah. yeah. So did you expect that or? I didn't expect any of it. I didn't expect any of it. I just thought I was just gonna be dropping another song. Get a little quick 100,000 like I always do, like, you know? Yeah. So are, were you on TikTok promoting it or did it catch on TikTok by itself? Actually, I, all I did, I just got on my phone. I'm like, cause I always been the type of kid to feel comfortable, like, you know, and, and be able to get on Instagram and make people laugh, like, you know? So I just, I just got on, on, on my phone and did a trailer. You know what a trailer is, mm -hmm. right? Did a trailer and just was dancing to the song. Posted it, it went up. I got hella comments, hella views. I'm like, I'm gonna post this on TikTok. I posted it on TikTok. Everybody started doing it. Then an influencer on TikTok made a dance. Then after he made the dance, it was just over with. Everybody started doing it. <laughs> From JT to 2 Chains to everybody. Yeah. Ari, everybody that did it. Like, has there been like one name that really surprised you when you saw them do it? Like, oh shit, okay, this shit's Okay, I'm gonna tell you this, look, like two days ago, right? 
I was in the studio and somebody asked me like, you got all these famous people doing your dance. Like you don't, cause I don't be really showing no emotion like that. I just be like, ooh, look, look y'all. Like, you know, I don't be like, oh my God. But they're like, they're like, who would make you feel like that? And I said, Snoop Dogg. Hmm. The next morning I woke up to go get my hair cut, my manager was like this. Look who posted it. It was Snoop Dogg. Really? I'm like, whoa. I was mind blown. I'm like, it, I'm like, it's getting real now. Because yeah. I was already mind blown when 2 Chainz did it. Then when Snoop Dogg actually posted it, like I, like I visioned it, it was like, wow. wow. And Sway Lee, too. Oh, yeah. Sway, Sway Lee, Lee too. did it, too. Yeah. Now that's wild. So you got the remix on the way with Spottom? Yeah. Okay. So how did that whole thing come about? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, well, it really came about from my manager. He had, he, he was um, already talking to him and stuff, networking with him and stuff, and he just brought him down to the studio, and we was all vibing, and my, um... My OG, like I call him my unk, Mr. Fab. Okay. He was Shout just like, he, 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 he pulled me and Jay to the side and he was like, bro, get him on the remix, bro. Get him on there. We're like, all right, we're going to get him on there. We threw him on there. He got on there. We did the video. And now we're just in the process of dropping it. Yeah. Is that going to be the only remix? or Because this song keeps on growing, man. We got some good remixes, man. We got some legendary remixes, man. I don't want to put them out there yet because we don't know what we're doing with them yet, but we got some legendary remixes, man. We got some shit, man. We just gonna keep letting, we just gonna keep making it happen. Keep doing legendary stuff, you know? Yeah. Just keep moving. Nah, definitely, man. Has your life changed much these past two months since you dropped A it lot. or is it pretty much still the same? A lot. I feel different. Like I, I ain't I ain't signed no deal or nothing, but I just feel like I'm I'm just on top of the world. Like yeah. like you know, I don't feel bigger than nobody though, but like I just feel like I'm you know, him. Like I feel like I'm I'm that nigga, like I feel very different, like yeah. very different. I got I got I got a lot of confidence now. I used to just be like fuck it, I don't give a fuck. It is what it is, I don't I don't care. I I'ma just do my music. I don't, now I really you know. My passion, I always had a passion, but now my passion is really more kicking in. Like, I got real confidence now. Like, I feel like I can, you know, I feel like I'm going somewhere now. Like, you know, For sure. at first it was just like, all right, I'm rapping. I got, I got talent in this, what it's going to be. Like, now I feel like, all right, yeah, I'm going somewhere. I'm about to be him. I'm about to do this. I'm about to, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I got something going on now. Yeah, it's definitely like reassurance that you're doing the things the right way too, man. Like, all right, shit, we keep on this path. It's up, man. So what is it going to take for you to sign, or what do you look for out of a label? Because I'm sure every label's been hitting you up since this song's blowing up, man. I'm looking for loyalty and, and for that family feel. Like, you know, I don't want to just be just, oh, I'm signed and I ain't never even met the CEO, or I ain't never even met my a It's just. I'm just signed, or I signed through the phone, or signed through an email. Like, nah, I don't. I want to be able to call the CEO. Hey, yo, what you doing today? What you trying to go get some lunch? Like, you know, I want to be able to be like a family with my, you know, whoever I, I mess with. 
But even if it, even if we have to, you know, I still got my family that I that I already got. So yeah, I ain't. Nah, I feel that man. So what, what's it like recording out in New York, and how does that compare to back at home? Kind of catching a whole different vibe up back there. Back at home, it was more a distraction, right? Because back at home, I was able to do whatever I want. I was able to bring whoever I not saying I can't now, but now I'm more focused. Back home, I was bringing females to the studio, doing all type of stuff at the studios. I wouldn't, I record three songs and fuck off the rest of the time. Right? You know, mm-hmm. now it's like I'm more focused now. So I'll be in the studio and it'll be eight Douce bottles over here and 12 <laughs> females over here and eight strippers over there. And I'll be in the booth, I'm, I'm recording. And I'm, and I'm gonna make sure the manager, I mean, the, the, the engineer got headphones to where it's just only me and him, tunnel vision. Like, you know, I, I, and my, my work process is immaculate. Like, I, I, I make sure I record three songs in 30 minutes as soon as I come in a session. No plan, every time. So for me to be doing that, I'm getting seven songs done in, in an hour. That's crazy right there. <laughs> That's wild. So you just freestyle punch in every year, all of your songs? All my songs. Even, even like the best ones was freestyle. The best ones. Yeah. Earlier this year, you dropped that Rookie of the Year EP. Was that how you felt at the time or was that like a premonition? Like, I'm That's gonna be felt. the top. That's how I felt at the start of the year. The Rookie of the Year. And look at me now. Yeah. I'm the Rookie of the Year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I spoke, I spoke it into existence. I dropped that tape and I spoke it into existence. Yeah. I just been living up to my name. Like, last, like the, in the last year I gave myself the name Kato the Goat. And people told me, you, you know you gotta live up to that, right? You, you know, you, all right. Now I've been just trying to do everything I do is legendary. I'm trying to make everything I do. I'm, 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 trying, to, uh, uh, I'm trying to be a part of th- anything that's legendary. Anything that's happening that's, that's gonna be legendary, I wanna be a part of. So, I, so my name can be, to, when I'm gone, my name will never stop being talked about. Like that's how I want to be. Mr. Go Off, Kato. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember him, he, was, he, did, he, he, he helped out, he did this, he made these people smile. I want to be that type of person. Yeah. I don't want to be, oh, uh, he did this and he pissed off this person and he said F this person in this interview and nah, I don't want to be that. Do you feel any type of pressure to to follow up with another hit? Not at all. I don't feel no pressure at all, I don't think. I mean, I I feel like I can keep up anywhere, any place, anytime, anybody. I can keep up. However it go, wherever it go, wherever we go, I'm going to keep up. So I don't, it's no pressure at all. I'm not going to say it like it's just easy, but it's easy. Like, you know? If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Nah, I got you. So are you working like a, on a new project right now? Or are you kind of just stacking songs? Or are you just focused on singles and videos? Or are you, are your whole focus on going um, off, man? Right now we, we, we focus on singles and videos, but we have been putting the tape together. But as far as stacking songs, we passed stacking songs. <laughs> we got, recorded seven we got an over hour. 120 <laughs> songs in six months. So we passed stacking songs. We got tapes on tapes on tapes. You know, so we just working on 
the 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 easy part. Yeah. With the fun part. I got you. Which is dropping music and doing videos. Mm-hmm. You know, and doing this. For sure. Who are some of the producers you've been working with lately? Um, I've been working with a guy named AK. Um, my producer and engineer Darius. Um, I worked with a uh, my boy DTB. Um, Herb on the beat. I wish I knew how to say the, the go off guy name. I swear to God, I wish I I don't know how to say it. He's from London, so oh, really? his name is just like you know. But him too though. That's I like his beats too for sure, for sure, for sure. So going into 2022, man, what's some of your goals for next year? What are you trying to accomplish? To just keep elevating, keep moving, keep working. Sleepless, sleep, sleepless nights mean a lot. Sleepless nights mean a lot. So I just want to learn how to be a better me, for real. And just learn how to be me better. You know, how to be a better keto. Yeah. That's what all I want to do is just learn how to be a better me. Has it been easy adjusting to all this fame and attention that you're getting? Yeah, because I mean, even when I was in high school, I was always the center of attention. Lunch time, I'm, it's 30, 30 niggas around me want to hang out and talk. And we ain't even talking about nothing. You know, I was always trying, I wasn't even trying to be the center of attention. Like, I used to get called to the office just for people following me around school, like, so. I mean, but it, it, it's, an, it's, it's new because I haven't never, I've never been this, the center of attention. I've never been like this before, but it's not really any pressure on the, on the, on the fame or anything like that. I don't really even care about the fame. I got more of a passion for music than anything. I dig that. All right, so Kato, you got any last words for your fans? Any shout outs you'd like to give before we wrap it up here, man? Man, it's Mr. Go Off. Shout out the Wild TT. Shout out Twist, Sierra Twist coming soon, coming back in style. Um, shout out Lil Rose. Shout out Kai Benji, Fredo Bags, Lingo, All Black. Shout out Jim. You feel me? All my people that's out there working as hard as me. Yeah, shit. That's all I really gotta say. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.